This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit The Road. This is India's number one podcast for all you cyclists and triathletes. I'm your host Rohan Takar and it's so good to be back with another episode. Before we get in, a small note from us at EPLOG Media. In the last 10 days, the coronavirus has spread rapidly and the cases have increased at an exponential rate. The only way to slow it down is to stay at home. There are a couple of articles which mention that riding or running alone may not spread the virus. But just think about it. If 100 people think the same and venture out, how bad things can get? Instead of hitting the road, do amazing stuff indoors. Not every time you uh, you would get a chance to have your own time to do whatever you want. And now moving to today's episode. I have with me CA Ironman Abhishek Abhad and we are continuing our conversation about indoor training and in this part we are talking about which is the right trainer for you. Please keep in mind every trainer is good and it's not that one is good other is bad it's just that how much are you willing to spend and uh, what your goal is. We had also taken some of your questions that you had asked to us and uh, we have answered them yes. Uh, Also there we have a contest running which I had told previously as well. Three lucky athletes can get a chance to win a recovery hamper from Sorgen India. More details about the contest are in the description so do check it out. And if you have not listened to the previous part about setting the basics right, do listen to that first and then come again to this episode. Alright then, hope you enjoy this episode. There are a lot of types of trainers, so we have spoken about why should we train indoors. Now, let's talk about how do we train indoors. Exactly. Now, I am assuming at this point of time, most of you want to enter indoor training, right? And yes, and today in the market, there is a product for every budget. There's a product for every need. Let's say if you've just started training indoors, you're training for a very big race. You're training for RAM. You're training for a road cycling championship. You're training for the Ironman. You have trainers for that too. So let me restrict the conversation to just two types of trainers. The number one would be the wheel-on trainers. And number two would be the direct drive trainers. Now, wheel-on trainers are, as the name says, you know, you attach the rear wheel to the trainer. You don't remove the rear wheel. You just attach the rear wheel. And there is a resistance unit. The tire of your bike comes in contact with the trainer. And when you start pedaling, you get that resistance because the trainer is actually rubbing against uh, the tire. So these are the the cheaper ones. The more expensive one are the direct drive trainers. So in a direct drive trainer, what you do is you remove the wheel, okay? And you attach the bike to the trainer. So direct drive trainers is something which I'm using currently. Now they are expensive, but they're really worth the money. You can simulate your complete outdoor ride indoors. Yes, yes. Like for example, I I use the wheel-on trainers which are fluid. Which are fluid, yeah. Yeah. So there are two types of wheel-on trainers also. Yeah, when we talk about wheel-on trainers, there are multiple types of wheel-on trainers depending on how they generate uh, resistance. See, the whole aim is to generate resistance when you pedal. So the most cheapest one in the market is the magnetic trainer. So if you see, there is, B-Twin has a nice range of products. 
between 100 is the magnetic one between 300 is also a magnetic one but that was discontinued i use this extensively for my iron man training okay in a magnetic trainer the resistance is generated using magnets yeah Honestly, I would say for the price you're paying, it's a it's a very good deal. It starts with seven thousand, I think seven thousand mm. or eight thousand, mm. and uh, I think uh, it's a good good addition. You know, yeah. even if let's say you are a recreational uh, cyclist, ki a lot of people tell me that boss, I don't want to part in the race. I don't want to do BRM. I don't want to do leisure cycling or weight loss. Karne ka hai. So I said, why not? Then this trainer is for you. So basically what it does is it makes your normal bicycle into a stationary bike hmm. and who who wouldn't want it? That's why I, even to my non-cyclist friends, people who just are leisure riders, you know, they ride once a month. Simple, spend that seven, eight thousand. And if you're watching Netflix for half an hour, for one hour, if you're doing anything else, you're sitting on the screen instead of just sitting in front of the computer. Why don't you at buy the trainer, attach your bike and then do the same thing. But at the same time, you are, you know, you are getting off that sedentary lifestyle. Exactly. And it's a, and over a period of time, you'll start enjoying it when you start seeing the results. So these are the magnetic ones. Right. And just 5,000, you oh, put on, I you get the fluid trainer that I have right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay. So that is a magnetic trainer. Now a magnetic trainer has a very linear resistance. What I mean to say is that as you start increasing your, your, your pedaling, the resistance doesn't, resistance stays the same, you know. So you have a small button in which you have to make the adjustment and it becomes harder. But the, now the drawback, what is the plus point of these trainers? They are super cheap. Mm. 7,000 bucks. 7,000 bucks, honestly, is if spend you... Spend on Netflix on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you're going to spend that much on Netflix. If you have three parties in a year, definitely most of us have much more than that. You know, you might as well skip three parties, get the trainer. Skip so many things which you don't use, get the trainer it's a good starter it's a very good starter it's a very good start now let's see why the magnetic trainer you'll really now you you get into cycling and then you decide oh, you know what maybe i want to do a brm maybe i want to do more you know ride more often now what should i do for such a rider i would advise spend some more money and get a fluid trainer a wheel on fluid trainer which is the between 500 it costs around 12000 is it ron yeah so for 12000 you get a fluid trainer. Now, the difference in a fluid trainer is that here, the resistance, there is a small propeller and a fluid inside the machine. As soon as you start cycling, the, the propeller starts spinning. Because of the fluid, it generates resistance. Now, what is the, the difference between a fluid and the magnetic one is, now the fluid will be more road-like. You start pedaling faster, your pedaling will become more harder. Now, this is something which is very close to what you feel on the road. Mm. The faster you go, the more difficult it is, yes. you know. So from, let's say if you're riding at 15 kmph, from 15 kmph, if you want to go to 20 kmph, it is very easy. But from 30 kmph, if you have to go to 35 kmph, it is very difficult. The reason being... You're on your peak. Yeah, you're on your peak, number one. And the other reason is the wind resistance. At faster speed, there is a lot of wind resistance. Now, this is something which the trainer keeps in mind. Now, this comes to fluid trainer. Now, let's say you did a few triathlons. 
now you want to do an ironman or now you want to do something like dc and now you really want to train for it but you are still on a budget this is where i will tell you why there are smart trainers and there are the non smart trainers so the basic fluid and magnetic one are the non smart trainers mm-hmm. when i say non smart is that these trainers cannot really change resistance by themselves taking your game a little upper exactly now let's say you use the fluid trainer for some time and now you want to really start upping the game but still you want to stay within the budget okay so now there is something called as a smart trainer so a smart trainer is basically any trainer which can adjust the resistance by itself according to the course according to a lot other factors is a smart trainer now the one more added benefit of the smart trainer is that it shows you power reading hmm now power is basically how hard you are pedaling mm. you know it measures the strain you put on the pedals and that to my mind is the gold standard of cycling performance mm. right cycling performance is because cycling is all about putting the power on the pedals and these smart trainers are something which uh, measure that power with a decent accuracy so once you start training with power that is where you know you can take your cycling to the next level if you start training with power the power meter measures every pedal stroke it measures how much power you are putting through the pedals for every stroke so today if i do 100 watts for one hour that is 100 watts tomorrow i can do that same workout you know same 100 watts tomorrow the day after tomorrow also i can do 100 watts for one hour i can re- repeat the same workout again and again because the trainer is measuring my power so my workouts now become very accurate a they become measurable and they become repeatable so there is a, v- a very famous saying what can be measured can be achieved for me this simple line is reason enough to buy a smart trainer which has power because it will measure my performance so you are talking about what or watt <laughs> watt <laughs> so yes so i would say uh, a smart uh, vlon trainer elite has uh, this good range of vlon trainers which start from i think 20 25000 there are quite a few dealers in india and in mumbai also and there are quite a few studios also where you can actually go and try the product and if you like how it feels then you can buy it and i would say definitely make use of that so between 25 to 40 or 250000 you get these vlon smart trainers and they are quite accurate enough so if you want to take your training up a notch i would say definitely spend that money you know a lot of people have let's say a budget of around 50 60000 on the accessories and they end up spending that money on wheels mm. which to my mind is a massive i wouldn't say it's a waste of money but but it's a very wrongly timed purchase you know the indoor okay the wheels will make you faster on race day right but the indoor trainer will make you stronger every day the market is expanding day by day and now there is a point where you can actually rent out wheels yeah you can you can get them on rent all you have to do is you know rent them a week before ride them a few times and go for the race 
that's it spend the money on the indoor trainer so if you have a budget of somewhere between 25000 to 50000 i would say go for a smart wheelon trainer elite has some good options there is the wahoo kicker snap which is i think somewhere around 49000 or 50000 but it's definitely worth the money any trainer which can show you power accurately is worth the money and yes there's one more thing which these trainers do they also replicate inclines mm. so for example when you set that 5% gradient yeah it okay. is actual 5% yes it really feels like 5% and this gives you for someone living in mumbai who wants to do hillier races this is the biggest blessing that you can you can improve your climbing ability even without actually doing going outdoors and climbing by the way you can also make your normal fluid or magnetic trainer semi smart by semi smart, by, yeah, semi yeah. smart <laughs> by adding cadence and speed sensor to it by the way cadence sensor is one of the most important components which you can have right now yes a uh, very good point and i think i missed uh, missed this before so along with a normal fluid trainer what i recommend is also get a cadence sensor the reason being is that you want to ride the trainer at the right cadence mm. okay you you want to stick to that 85 90 95 cadence at all time and that uh, cadence sensor is is a very good tool it's it's very cheap beatwin has uh, again cheaper options and you can add a speed sensor to it the speed sensor is attached to the hub though i would say don't really look into speed that much but it it's still a good addition to have and along with that get a heart rate monitor mm. okay now a lot of questions which i got was about people who had fluid trainers but wanted to get the most out of it yeah. so i said if you want to get the most out of it i would say get the heart rate monitor and get the cadence sensor okay so now do a workout indoors on a fluid trainer right your measure of volume should be time it shouldn't be distance right so let's say when you do an indoor ride you have two options either you ride 50 kilometers outdoors or you do that workout indoors so now indoors please don't use distance as a measure of volume mm. you know because that that trainer is not smart enough to actually calculate the correct speed which you will get outdoors it is it is an impossible uh, equation you know because there are so many variables involved also there is uh, the adjustment of resistance in exactly. fluid and magnetic exactly. trainer so how do you set that so uh, what i would recommend is that ideally uh, your rear tire should be filled at around somewhere between 90 to 95 psi and make sure that always maintain that amount of pressure so that two rides which you do will be something similar okay and this is where the cadence sensor actually comes into the picture so now when you start cycling if you're not able to push even 80 85 cadence that means you're pushing a gear which is too hard for you this is where now you have to reduce your gear so that you you stay in that 85 to 95 zone that is where your cadence sensor really takes care of you so i would say if you want to make most use of uh, your uh, fluid trainer get a cadence sensor get a heart rate monitor when you are training indoors keep a target of time mm-hmm. you know that you are going to ride for 2 2 hours you are going to ride for 90 minutes you are going to ride for 1 hour please don't keep a distance the target you know that's not really going to work even if you put the speed sensor 
it's not going to give you a lot of people have this question you know outdoors uh, i can manage 30 kmph indoors i can't even do 15 kmph i said yes because that 15 kmph is not calculated accurately 30 kmph with your gps is calculating is quite accurate mm. the 15 kmph which your speed sensor is calculating is not accurate that's why i do not run after speed when it comes to indoor training mm. right so an ideal workout would be set a time target 60 minutes and the resistance now this is where it becomes a bit tricky mm. ensure that the unit is touching the wheel Hmm. Okay now it should touch the wheel i would say almost evenly hmm. so when i say evenly is that it shouldn't happen that sometimes it is touching so a very simple way is to just you know rotate the pedals rotate the cranks with your hands and see if you are getting a constant resistance hmm. okay now how do i adjust the resistance i would say any resistance which helps you to push 85 to 90 uh, cadence is a good resistance and now the other question i get is boss i can't even push 15 kmph is my intensity too low i said no forget ditch uh, the speed sensor focus on how hard do you think you're feeling and focus on your heart rate heart rate and cadence heart rate and cadence it's as simple as that you know i also experienced that uh, with that kind of training that we are talking about on switching to a bigger chain ring you often tend to skip because the rpm is so high exactly so what happens is i get a lot of these questions you know and this is something even i felt outdoors i'm riding on the bigger chain ring and i'm quite comfortable as soon as i ride indoors when i take it to the big chain ring i just i'm not able to push the reason being is that the trainer gives you a very unusually high resistance mm. and it has that inertia what i mean by inertia is when you are riding outdoors the wheel is also turning on its own so the next pedal stroke is much more easier than the first pedal stroke because now the wheel is already in motion with a fluid trainer which is non smart it gives you resistance throughout so every pedal stroke that you push is like your first pedal stroke so that inertia is very unrealistic mm. that's why i would say don't go on the big chain ring also it tends to skip a lot of rotations yes yes sometimes yeah it does happen so that is where you have to tighten the unit up but overall i would say stick stick to cadence yeah push 85 cadence if you're not able to push even 85 lower the gear don't look at speed and now once you move on to a smart trainer a smart wheel on trainer it gives you a power measurement it it gives you uh it gives you gradient simulations so now your training becomes much more easier easier realistic. in the sense much more yeah it, it becomes much more realistic it becomes much more measurable and it becomes much more repeatable so that is where you actually get results and over a period of time you will be able to understand that today i couldn't push 150 watts for an hour but the next month of continuous training now i am able to push even 170 for an hour so power is is the gold standard of performance and if you can see that power rising up it's mm. it's a very uh, what i would say it's a very encouraging sign you know when when i check on zwift though it's a semi smart and it shows power kitna batata hai wo pata nahi but zwift mein batata hai ftp increase bahut satisfaction bahut satisfaction hota hai ha but please unless it's a it's it's actually someone who's measuring power so what power is that which is measured right now in a fluid trainer we are just sticking to that because 
that has a lot of complications exactly so you mean to say how does how do you how do i measure uh, what power uh, yeah because it does show ki itna hai mera power abhi uh, this, but wo kitna this, accurate hai kitna uh, exactly see the problem is zwift knows okay at what kmph Uh, the trainer is uh, producing uh, what watts mm. but you there is always a way to cheat around it let's say you uh, you don't put your wheel into the contact of the trainer swift doesn't know that so aap trainer ko abhi aap wo resistance hi nahi milega but aap स्पिन कर रहे हो कर रहे हो कर रहे हो तो आपका पावर कुछ भी दिखाएगा वो एक बार ट्राई करना विच इज वेरी अनरियलिस्टिक यू शुड नॉट लुक एट द पावर इफ यू डोंट हैव अ स्मार्ट ट्रेलर यस इवन लुक एट द हार्ट रेट लुक एट द केडेंस या लुक एट द हार्ट रेट लुक एट द केडेंस एंड गेट अ रियलिस्टिक फीलिंग ऑफ हाउ हार्ड यू थिंक यू आर गोइंग यू नो नाउ वी आर गोइंग टू द डायरेक्ट ट्राइव ट्रेनर बड़े बाप बड़े बाप now these are the weird looking uh, machines which you will find uh, in the market where you remove the back wheel and you attach the bike now what is the benefit of these trainers number 1 they are very accurate when it comes to road feel when you ride a good direct drive trainer you feel as if you are riding on the road and they are very realistic so they keep that inertia in mind so when you are riding outdoors your first few pedal strokes are going to be much more difficult than the next few this is something which the direct drive takes notice the direct drive will even simulate gradients which is another fantastic option and it has a higher power output and it's much more accurate than a wheel on trainer so these are the obvious benefits what are the drawbacks number one is that's i think this drawback is about cycling in general okay yeah. it's very expensive <laughs> it's very expensive now direct drive trainers are super expensive i think that the cheapest one in the market right now is the elite turno which costs around 40 45000 and a decent one is somewhere like an elite diretto or a tax uh, flux which costs around 60 65000 so it, it's a it's a big investment so see think about it a 60 with 65000 you can get 5 years of gym membership that is the biggest drawback you can also get an extra bike yeah you can get get one more bike <laughs> you can get two more bikes <laughs> you can go for uh, you know do, can you go for a vacation in that money maybe yaar 65 mein ladakh ho jayega ladakh ho jayega yaar ladakh ho jayega you can buy a second hand motorbike you can buy a new motorbike so it's technically the amount of money you spend on a road bike equal amount you spend on an in, to make it indoor indoor exactly these are the drawbacks what are the benefits i would say boss if you train regularly indoors you will get results if you train with a direct drive trainer you will definitely get results i was able to qualify for dc with just 3 months of training imagine my longest ride for dc was 240 kilometers outdoors that's it mumbai to mahableshwar i did just one ride i didn't have the time to do multiple longer rides all i did was whatever little time i had i spent it on the indoor trainer okay talking about indoor training uh, you mentioned in the previous trainers that uh, you should not consider distance yes in your trainer you can do that yes so how long were your training rides and how intense what kind of rides they were what kind of rides can one do in an indoor trainer to make that uh, compensation with the outdoor rides yes a uh, very good point here 
So uh, number one, what I think listeners want to know is that I have a fluid trainer and I want to make it as realistic as possible. What should I do? I said, number one, first of all, forget distance. Distance is not accurate. Focus on your cadence. And here, a lot of people ask me, Ki, boss, should, can I do climbing intervals? Can I do, can I replicate climbing on the simple 12,000 rupees trainer? I can, I can tell you, okay, to some extent, what you can maybe do is see what is the cadence you are doing on a climb. You know, what is your natural cadence on a climb? Let's say if you're doing 75 cadence on a climb, on a decent, uh, decently long climb, if you're, if you're touching a heart rate of around 160 beats per minute, you can then try to, you know, use the gears in such a way that you are pushing 75 RPM, but the resistance is such that your heart rate is going to that level. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is one way you can do it. Of course, it's not foolproof because uh, the resistance which the hill gives you is very different from the resistance which your poor trainer is going to give you. Now, all this is very different when it comes to a direct drive trainer. A direct drive trainer is very accurate. In fact, the speed which it shows is also more or less accurate, but I would still recommend don't use speed. If you have power in front of you, don't use speed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the types of workouts that you can do is honestly, you can do a lot of cadence based workouts. You can do a lot of, uh, you know, hard intervals. You can do recovery rides. You can do absolutely everything and anything possible on the indoor trainer. Now, talking about direct drives, I would say uh, 65,000 is something which is the average direct drive. Mm. price and add to that you will also need to buy a cassette most of these trainers don't come with a cassette and ensure you buy a cassette which is compatible to your drivetrain and of course if you really have the money if you think you will make the best out of it then you can buy the really high-end trainers you know something like the tax neo or the the wahoo kicker or the elite drivo 2 so all these cost an upward of one lakh which is which is <laughs> which is a very big amount but honestly i would say heart belt pen ke but uh, see honestly yeah. if you have decided to come into cycling you need to be prepared you need to be mentally prepared yes. financially prepared emotionally prepared to let go of all the other luxuries of life you know Actually. because this one luxury is going to drain most of your resources and if you're serious it's worth the investment it is really an investment it's not uh, it's not an expense it's an investment think about it you know that way uh, there is one more aspect of it a lot of people ask me that should i buy a power meter and should I save money by buying a simple fluid indoor trainer and then should I buy a power meter or should I buy a smart indoor trainer? So my answer would be it depends on what is your area of interest. For example, let's start with if you are a road racer, if you are into road cycling, okay, I would recommend that you buy a fluid trainer and then you buy a power meter on the bike. Now, why do I recommend that is number one, because you are a road cyclist. Now, for the listeners, road cycling is a completely different sport than BRM, than cycling in a triathlon. I think Chinmay had done the episode, right? So if you hear about it on the episode, on Chinmay's episode, 
i think you'll get an idea of what it is now road cycling is all about riding in the bunch and you should know when you should ride with the bunch you should know when you should move away from the bunch when you should attack on the bunch now all these let's say if you're in the bunch you have to save energy and if you are a road cyclist you will spend a lot of time training outdoors with your team with people around and the skills that you need on the bike are way higher so there is in all likelihood you will not benefit from just riding indoors you know looking in front of the screen so if you are planning to get into pure road racing i would say buy a fluid trainer so that you can do your basic uh, you know steady state workouts indoors but for uh, your actual practice you you will more do most of your rides outdoors so a smart trainer wouldn't be as much of a use as an outdoor power meter mm-hmm. if you are a brm person i would say definitely buy a smart trainer instead if you are planning to do ram if you are planning to do triathlon the the full distance ironman i would say go for the smart direct drive trainer now if you want to play around in the 70.3 distance or even the shorter races this is the time where i think you can consider uh, buying just a fluid trainer and a power meter and a power meter yes because if you are only going to ride 40 kilometers you can do that outdoors mm. for training for ram is a is a different beast so i would definitely recommend smart trainer instead of a power meter it's always best to have both but then how much money do you really have also how much can you do outdoors exactly it's ultra cycling it's not that 50-100 km it's uh, into 10 into 10 exactly just think about it you can't do like every day you, you can't spend that much time and you really need to be there are some of the races like I am planning to do a race called as race around Austria that race has 30,000 meters of elevation gain Now, if I have to do that kind of climbing, where am I going to do it in Mumbai? You can exactly replicate in your kind of trainer. Yes, in my in my flux trainer, I can replicate the exact route. I can replicate everything. And there's an interesting feature of these direct drive trainers also, as well as the smart trainers. So that they have a mode. There are two modes. One is the slope mode, where you actually you know plus and minus gradient. there are three modes one is the slope mode the other is a, is a gps mode so all you have to do is upload a file yeah. on the trainer if you upload a route let's say from mumbai to lonavala it will actually replicate mumbai to lonavala so when you are riding it will be flat till uh, kopoli and from kopoli to lonavala you will actually feel the climb and i have done rides the the real rides use the same gps route gpx file on the trainer and i found on the trainer it was much harder Mm. so it's very effective that way and the third mode is i i even read one of the questions which someone had the third mode which a trainer functions is called the power mode or the erg mode erg mode is basically the trainer locks into a particular resistance so it will lo- let's say if you set it at 200 watts it will give you a resistance of 200 watts all you have to do is close your eyes and just keep on pedaling it will give you 200 watts whatever if you pedal at 60 rpm it will give you 200 watts if you pedal at 100 rpm it will give you 200 watts so what is the benefit let's say if you have a structured interval training 
right where you are doing a warm up then gradually you are increasing effort then 5 minutes you are doing a very hard effort and then another 5 minutes you are recovering another 5 minutes you are doing another hard effort then you are recovering you are doing this four five times now let's say to do this on the road you need that conscious effort first of all you need a road where you won't have to stop there where you can ride 5 minutes non stop okay after metro construction yeah after metro construction i don't think there are any roads where you can actually ride for 5 minutes you know forget it even if you are on a national highway oh, it's not possible exactly. you will have rumblers you will have vehicles you will have bail gadi bail crossing the road <laughs> yeah exactly you will have bail gadi you will have bail you will have you will have all sorts of things and see your safety is paramount we are not professional cyclists right this is not our bread and butter india is not a cycling country india is not a cycling country it's not we are not uh, cycling friendly yet so what the erg mode does is you just upload the file and you keep pedaling the trainer will where your interval starts the trainer will adjust its resistance so you will naturally feel that now the pedaling becomes harder so the benefit of that is you get a nice workout which is quantifiable which is which is you don't have to use your brains you just sit on the trainer and let the trainer do the work all you have to do is keep pedaling one of the best modes ever i use erg mode very regularly and uh, it just works cool now we receive few questions okay let, we are we are doing the questions yeah yeah the most number of questions which were asked is how to make your ride interesting oh yes for that the number one answer is listen to hit the road yeah yeah you can hit the uh, you, <laughs> you hit the road indoor while uh, exactly listen to this podcast when you are riding. riding indoors see what i'll tell you is it's a very good idea to multitask when you're on the trainer there is so much of content available in the market and there is too much content and there is too less of time to consume it instead of spending removing that one hour two hour of time why don't you sit on the trainer you put on gtn you put on documentaries you listen to listen to various triathlon podcast so you know that two hours of your indoor training you can actually listen about stuff that you want to you know if you are a movie fan like i am a decent movie fan so i prefer to watch a movie for that two hours yeah like you don't need to compromise your sleep to binge watch you can just ride and exactly uh... <laughs> exactly so how to make interesting i would say number one watch something you like number two hear something you like number three i would say this is what i tell people if you have a if you have to, a lot of people tell me you know what how am i supposed to do a 6 hour ride it is so boring i said wait you already do 6 hour things if there is an india india versus australia india versus pakistan if there is ipl going on yeah. i know friends who spend 4 hours in front of the tv why can't you do that on the trainer exactly make make hay while the sun shines और मेक काम करो काम करो यार हैशटैग काम करो ट्रू ट्रू एंड इट्स वन ऑफ दोज टाइम वेन यू हैव योर ओन टाइम सो इट्स अ गुड वे टू चैनलाइज योर इनर थॉट्स एज वेल एक्सैक्टली एंड यू नो आई हैव ऑफन डन दैट बीट इंडोर राइड और बीट आउटडोर रन 
it's a good way to uh, think about what you can do for the uh, expand your knowledge listen to podcast listen to hit the road listen to the road yes the purpose of uh, this is you'll boss you listen to hit the road and also other podcasts by ep log media yes exactly yes. <laughs> there's a topic for every need pet care uh, mental health traveling business paisa exactly yeah. and that is what i tell people see in today's world knowledge knowledge is power you need to be updated on a lot of stuff another question i get is what is the space requirement see a lot of people tell me okay you know what i want to do indoor training but it is very boring i said yes it is boring if you are facing just the wall hmm it's very interesting when you actually when you are watching a documentary when you are listening to something when you are listening to music you know all these are small tips and tricks that yeah. you can use The second question is of course jab tak tera film chalega mera pair chalega mera pair chalega <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> cool uh, so la- lack of space is a lot big confusion that people have so yes. in case of a fluid trainer is just folded and put it in your under your bed Exactly. Done and uh, uh, yeah. You see, if you have space to keep your bicycle inside the house, I would say you have space for an indoor trainer also. See, you need a space of a roughly seven feet by three feet. You know, three mm. feet wide and seven feet long. If you have that, I think most of us can, you know, get that space. And it's also not that uh, you want it twenty-four by seven. You just need it for that period of time, so you can move some things around. Yeah, you can move some things around. And one more thing, yes, very important here is a lot of people don't do this, and it's a very uh, common mistake. A lot of people tend to not, you know, put the fan on when they are training indoors. The front fan. The front fan or any fan. There is a misconception. Uh, in a lot of people as to you know if i sweat more during training mm. like if i literally sweat more i'm getting more out of the training now this belief is very wrong when you are training indoors make sure that you have a so the ceiling fan is on if you have the ac on please put the ac on if you have the front fan on nothing like it make sure you are using as many fans as you can to cool you off now a lot of people ask me why isn't that making my workout easier right it's only shooting the heart rate up yes so what happens is your body is only 25% efficient so to produce one unit of power you know your body has to produce four units of energy and out of these four units three units are used to cooling your body only one unit is generating power the other three units are actually cooling the body so now when you when you start heating up when you don't use a fan when you are indoors when you start sweating a lot now instead of three units which are cooling you off now the body needs more cooling so instead of 3 units 3 and 1/2 units of your energy are cooling your body so instead of producing 100 watts you are producing 80 watts and you are only feeling more uncomfortable so that one thing is something which you have to keep in mind is to keep yourself cool during the workout only when you feel cool in the workout you are actually giving your best such a situation doesn't arise outdoors because you are actually you know there is there there is there yeah one 
question that comes is uh, there's a difference of experience when you are switching from indoor to outdoor yes how do you uh, tally the both yeah oh wow i'm using ca words really at in a in a such an interesting podcast so a lot of people ask me you know what i want to do a 70 i'm doing a 70.3 and outdoors when i ride i know i have to do 90 kilometers so i ride 90 kilometers now indoors if you tell me boss you don't uh, don't use distance what should be my ideal length of time i should spend indoors mm. so i would say one simple uh, way to find this out is what is your recent uh, 90 kilometer timing so let's mm. say if you're taking 3 hours to do 90 kilometers when you repeat the same workout indoors i would say instead of 3 hours do 2 hours or do 2 hours 15 minutes mm. for the simple reason that the number of pedal strokes that you are going to do two hours indoors is going to be the number of pedal strokes you will do three hours so i would say apply a ratio or find out the number of uh, find out what is the time that you require to complete that distance and do 75% of it indoors beech beech mein thoda outdoor chala na because uh, you are in india not in abroad that uh, you can blindly ride thoda road sense ka habit rehta hai ha yes the the major drawback of training indoors is that the more you train indoors the more you lose that feeling with the bike you know uh, you don't develop bike skills indoors so there is this interesting thing which always happens now i train indoors a lot so one fine day i said chalo i'll main outdoors jata hu and i started cycling outdoors i took the remove the bike from the trainer i started cycling outdoors and i was just out outside and i said wow yaar it is it is so cool today i can't believe it <laughs> and after 5 minutes of riding thankfully before i hit the highway i i realized i was not wearing my helmet oh that's the reason it was cool <laughs> so i had to go back so all these things is something which you tend to forget right there's a very interesting question how should you divide your outdoor and indoor ride okay so let's say you're training for a triathlon training for an ironman ideally you will have 3 to 4 workouts a week right and one of these workouts will be a long workout and the other smaller workouts will be a bit harder workouts but they'll be shorter so what i would recommend is do the shorter workouts indoors if there is a workout which has cadence drills if there is a workout in which you are doing intervals do it indoors it's much more effective it's much more safer and it saves time for the long ride which which replicates the race i would recommend you to ride outdoors because there that is the way you can understand how you feel outdoors so the bigger workouts mm. do it outdoors the smaller one do it indoors mm. especially on the weekdays when you are so crunched for time yeah use the indoor trainer now next question which app should you use to ride indoor oh wow it all depends if you are using a magnetic trainer or a fluid trainer there are not many apps in the market which really help you a lot yeah. all these apps are basically meant for smart trainers yeah which have the inbuilt power if you are using a magnetic trainer i would say don't worry about the app just focus on your cadence focus on uh, your that also you need to see somewhere no? yes so you can either uh, buy a small bike computer which supports and plus or bluetooth so you can buy that you can have a look at that and at the same time there is the, the best indoor training app at present is uh, zwift then again see it uh, if you are going to spend on zwift yeah if you're going to spend if you're going to buy 
a magnetic trainer and then spend cash on Zwift and getting all the all the other setup, I would say boss instead of that. Improve your trainer. Yeah. It it depends. Yeah. If you have if you have money, anything is right. uh, sky is the limit. Also, when you buy the between cadence and speed sensors, you do. <laughs> बहुत ब्रांडिंग हो रहा है डीकेथलॉन का डीकेथलॉन मस्ट स्पॉन्सर बट या इट्स अ फैक्ट दे गिव गुड प्रोडक्ट्स विच आर अफोर्डेबल सो वेन यू बाय द केडेंस एंड स्पीड सेंसर यू डू गेट वन ईयर सब्सक्रिप्शन ऑफ देयर ऐप दो यू कैन डू मच विद दैट इट्स वेरी लैगी बट यू कैन गेट अ व्यू ऑफ यू कैन गेट अ व्यू ऑफ द स्पीड तो नहीं बोलूंगा बट द केडेंस एंड टाइम यू कैन कनेक्ट हार्ट रेट मोनिटर टू इट सो you can fairly get the data that exactly. the best that you can get with it now if you now if you're training with a smart uh, smart indoor trainer then i would say zwift is great zwift is great because it has that visual element it, it is a competitive yeah competitive it has element yeah competitive element as well so basically you're riding you're doing group rides in zwift where you're riding with people from you're riding a route with people of different uh, age groups so honestly i'm not a big fan of zwift uh but any if it works for you it works the other apps is a trainer road which is which is a very good app it has a lot of workouts all you have to do is connect your bike trainer with it and it will take control of your bike trainer and all you have to do is keep pedaling though the drawback to trainer road is now it has become very expensive it is i think 14 dollars a month equal which is zwift. equal to zwift zwift mm. is also expensive now mm. wow and then there is one more uh, sufferfest sufferfest yes that is the recently that is the more recent amongst mm. them that is also a good training software see as long as you are motivated it is a good software ideally i would say nobody replaces a coach mm. a coach is someone who will actually set the training plan for you keep you motivated and keep you on track and you're once you're responsible for someone responsible to or rather once you're accountable to someone mm. you really have that motivation to get up and train right please cover the topic on how cyclist can increase his usual usual cadence usual for long cadence. distance for long distance yeah so if you want to increase your usual cadence i would say number 1 is you will have to start riding with a lower gear than you are riding this is something which is very common ki logo ke bahut ego pe aata hai जब बोलते हैं ना कि तू बड़ा चेंजिंग फोटो में भी बड़ा चेंजिंग हाँ फोटो में भी अब बड़ा चेंजिंग पे चेन होना चाहिए राइड राइड के वक्त भी छोटा चेंजिंग पे आते नहीं है आई हैव सीन पीपल हु राइड एट 60 आरपीएम ऑन द बिग चेंजिंग व्हिच इज अ वेरी स्टूपिड थिंग टू डू I used to ride that. I used to ride in my Ironman uh, race. I still have the data file. I rode a cadence of seventy-five, and I was always riding on the big chain ring. And my legs were hammered on the run. Mm. Now in DC, and even now, my average cadence is around ninety-five. But you will not find me on the bigger uh, chain ring. So, if you want to increase your cadence, I would say ride a gear lower. Mm. that way you will be able to push that cadence and it's see if you want to go from 75 to 95 it doesn't happen in 6 months it will take time it will take every month try to increase you know every 2 months try to increase from 75 to 80 then from you know 80 to 85 that way it is possible you know getting that gradual increase okay let's move on to the next one yeah so there is an interesting question which we have can you read the question yeah sure so nikhil is asking 
can you practice only indoor and turn up at an event you are in india of course you will have a late start to the event and with that the sun is also there the overhead is there okay now depends on what that event is it depends on how technical the bike event is by technical i mean i mean is how how much is the duration what yeah, time does it the, the duration also and how is the road hmm. if there is a lot of climbing if there is a lot of turns if there is a lot of descents you know hmm. then that bike course is very technical and only indoor training will not help you even if you are very powerful if you can't descend fast if you are very scared on the descent if you can't turn properly if you are losing power at every climb you can't really make up for lost time and how do you sustain under the sun oh even uh, riding indoors on a fine day is much harder than riding under the sun because mm. there is sun no doubt but you get that natural air flow which cools you down right so when you are riding you don't uh, generally feel that yes so there's one question yes difference between an indoor trainer and a roller okay. why should you use and when yeah so uh, rollers are pretty rare in india they are they are used mostly by people who are into uh, track cycling mm-hmm. okay so track cycling scene is very rare in 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 india in mumbai it is non existent so a roller the problem with the roller is it doesn't give you that hard resistance if you want to put 200 watts it is very easy in a trainer is very difficult in the rollers so in the rollers what you will experience is that you know you are pedaling at your biggest gear but there is there is very little resistance mm-hmm. so rollers are good if you want to work on your cadence roller is very good rollers are very good for warm up rollers are very good for you know learning to control the bike better otherwise if you want to increase your power rollers are not the way and rollers are also risky you will fall off a roller so that is something you have to keep in mind yeah of course buying a trainer is expensive it's all imported there are few stores which do provide the service but most of it is imported so यहाँ से ले बाहर से ले सर्विस का क्या करें या सो द नंबर वन थिंग इज वॉट आई रेकमेंड इज द बल्कि आर द प्रोडक्ट इज बाय इट क्लोजर टू योर होम Hmm. the more expensive the product is buy it closer to your home the more servicing a product needs buy it closer to your home if you visit these websites in the uk let's say sigma sports yeah yeah bike in hmm. so you'll find that the trainers there are at least 20% cheaper than what your local store is offering hmm. number one please do not buy them because there is no way when they ship it it will get caught in customs mm. and if you end up paying 40 to 45% custom duty on it it really doesn't make sense <laughs> the shipping charges will also be a bomb you will end up losing a lot of money you know on it that is one thing and the second thing is imagine something happens to the trainer you have to ship it all out if by your own money that is another cost which you know which is which is very contingent so that that liability is always sitting on your head number 3 is if it requires servicing kabhi kuch ho gaya tumhare trainer ko aur service ki zarurat hai the local seller is the best person to help you but you you can't expect him to help you if you haven't bought the trainer from him you know mm. mtb 
or a hybrid fit on the trainer yes yes it can yes, be yes it can ah there's one more thing which i missed along with the fan i would also recommend you using a frame protector or a simple napkin which you can keep on the bike you know on the stem of the bike mm. because what happens is you start sweating profusely even if you have the fan you will sweat a lot and that sweat goes and drips in your headset of the bike mm. and over the time because of the sweat your bolts and nuts they start rusting Mm. and if you train indoors a lot then that will damage your bike a lot one option is okay number one towel towel yeah put a towel number two get a frame protector and also in addition to your towel i definitely recommend getting a headband the one which tennis players mm. use it it works it just works most of your sweat is going to come from your head it really stops that you know and annoying uh, sweat dripping from all, all all over your face also if you're a person with specs it does help a lot it does help a lot yes <laughs> it's a big rap yeah it's a big, <laughs> big rap we have we have talked it's an extensive episode but it's a must listen for everyone listen it twice or thrice and we would be publishing small snippets of this episodes on our social media handle hit the road pod that's the new page we have created especially for this podcast because there is so much of data that we have just like your rights <laughs> that we want to share it in bites and pieces and also 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 there's a quiz going on answer two questions from this episode the link is in the description answer those questions and you can get a chance to win a super performance compression stocking from sorgen that you can win answer the questions and fill in that google form which is there below and you can stand a chance to win some amazing merchandise and a hamper so the purpose of compression stockings is to actually increase the blood flow heart is very efficient at sending the blood from the heart to your limbs now now your limbs are not as much as efficient to you know pump the blood back what compression stockings do is that they help to keep the pressure on your veins high so that the blood flow from your veins from your legs to your heart is expedited thereby leading to increased recovery i hope you guys have loved the episode if you have do write in the comments do share it on your social media handles do share it with your friends who think that they can take on the world and become the next iron man or deccan cliffhanger finisher that was it and i hope you guys have gained some insights about how can you unlearn few things and relearn few things i'll be back next week i am rohan dakar i have with me calves of steel abhishek award ca mountaineer iron man dc finisher anything else that is yet to be done now i don't know I mean it's it's a journey so not a destination so let's see got it so i'll be back next time till then hit the road that's how you hit your goals by the way you can listen to this podcast on all your favorite podcast apps jio seven apple podcast google podcast castbox spotify subscribe to it so that you can get notified when we come next goodbye